And welcome back to another episode of Red Thread Podcast. I'm your host, the Royal Wee, Randy. On this week's episode, I got with Flat Earth David Weiss. That's right, everybody. Finally got David Weiss on. And we chatted up about the Flat Earth and the, the globular, you know, uh, pear-shaped, whatever you want to call it, kind of deception that we uh, have been spun our entire lives. So just a couple notes on Flat Earth Dave. Flat Earth Dave used to be a comedian. I didn't realize this, um, which is awesome. It's, it's probably why he's got some of that kind of uh, profound stage presence. So that makes sense. But um, just like a lot of us, right, he goes out and tries to put this Flat Earth thing to bed. I mean, I know the first thing that I tried to do was prove Flat Earth wrong when I first found out about it. So, that being said, uh, I ju- dude, I just love this guy's energy. It's amazing. He's out there literally doing the Lord's work. Uh, the thing that really hit with me was when he spoke with Ruth. Um, and if you're out there and listening to this podcast, you most likely know who I'm talking about. This uh, lady in an old folks home telling about how when she was in school they still taught flatter and this wasn't that long ago you know less than a generation ago so i find that quite interesting just in itself um but anyway i will make sure that in the show notes are all of dave's links go check everything out i have had the flat earth zodiac sun and moon clock app on my phone uh, for the better part of a year now it comes in handy if you're trying to you know persuade somebody to even to just look into the subject right if uh you know you've got that co-worker that's ridiculing you and calling you a goofball and blah 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 uh and yeah so pull up that app man it's got videos it's got links to podcasts it has the actual time of day depending on where the sun's at right uh where we're sitting in the zodiac so on and so forth there's a lot to it a lot of conversation starters and quite a few closers in there too so just keep that in mind but uh yeah i just want to thank you all for popping back in and joining me uh man it's been a long time coming getting to the point where i could get this gentleman on and i dig the fact that he was cool enough to come on and chat with me and uh man what an awesome chat so uh without any further ado i give you david wise All right, welcome back to Red Thread Podcast. I'm Randy, and I've got uh, Mr. Flat Earth himself, David Weiss, on the show. Welcome, David. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Just living the dream, man. Uh, You know, ever since I got into uh, some of the work you find folks, uh, you know, in the Flat Earth side of things have been doing, um, it's been like one rabbit hole after another. You know, you start questioning the big picture, then suddenly all these little... uh, weird things stop start popping up you know things like uh, this old world situation uh, oh, everyone's yeah. kind of dealing with um how that ties into like you know spiritual literature pertaining to the firmament the waters above um you know film of rockets hitting this supposed apparently liquid you know once they get up high enough so all kinds of interesting rabbit holes that kind of spin off of realizing the bigger lie you know how long have you known we don't live on a globe uh i would say at least a year at least so i'm year. willing to bet there hasn't been a single second 
in the last year that you've been bored. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. A hundred percent, man. <laughs> so think of this. The mind killer is boredom and fear, right? Also, Absolutely. when you discover the, 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 how big the deception is, all of a sudden fear is gone because when you discover that the earth is flat, you also discover that there's no shortage of water. There's no shortage of food. There's no overpopulation. You'll also discover that nuclear bombs don't exist. You'll also discover that asteroids don't exist. You'll, you'll, all of this fear gets taken away and the world becomes so much more interesting and <laughs> it plants you at the center of creation yeah, and it shows you man. how powerful you are. It's it's incredible. It really is. It, yeah. it opens. I mean, this is one of those things where you're not shutting a door to open a window. You're shutting a very small window to open all of the doors. Right. You, you know, and it's it's just mind blowing. You know, once you consider, hey, ha- has this thing that I've learned my entire life uh, all been a farce? And then you start looking into other things. Right. Um, it's all a farce. It's, yeah, all it's of crazy, it. except the most outlandish things that, you know, we're told to disagree with or to kind of, you know, not pay attention to, you know, fantasy stories, for example, is a big one I've been into lately is how does history fit into these fantastic tales, you know, like Lord of the Rings and things like this. So um, truth in the, yeah, there's so much truth in movies. Uh, take the Matrix, for example. You know, Neo at the beginning of the Matrix, he's plugged in. He's lost. He doesn't know who he is, doesn't know where he is. You know, he's lost in the Matrix and uh, he's kind of depressed. And that's the kind of the state of humanity, right? Where people are kind of lost. They don't know where they are. They're spinning out of control, lost in space. They're afraid. And every cell in their body reflects that. And I think that's where a lot of depression comes from. There's very few flat earthers that are depressed because, (laughs) because, you know, it doesn't matter your economic state. None of that really matters. It matters that you understand where you are, who you are, what you are, and the power of your mind. And once you start unlocking all of that, things really change for, for people. Look at Neo at the end of the Matrix. And then look at Neo at the beginning of the Matrix. Stand them side by side. Right. Globers are Neo at the beginning of the Matrix and Flat Earthers are Neo at the end where he's taken back his power. He's freed his mind. The Matrix is the heliocentric model. It's a prison for your mind that says, hey, you're in school. Do you know that you only use 10 percent of your brain? That's what they teach us. That 10 percent makes you a good slave. It makes you good at, you know, um, crappy math and, you know, uh, you know, calculus and geometry, but they don't teach you about sacred geometry and vortex mathematics. It makes you a good little worker slave. They don't want you activating the other 90% of your brain, which is your telepathy, your connection with nature, connection with source. Right. Your intuition. Absolutely. They don't want you using that because that could challenge their authority. And by keeping you in this heliocentric matrix, um, you'll believe anything. You'll believe that little boogeymen are flying in the air and they're gonna and a paper mask is gonna save you from them, but not really. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, um, I knew something was kind of amiss when this whole you know situation we've been dealing with the last three years. Uh, I guess I'm not putting it on YouTube, but people understand the idea when you say it that way. But this whole situation, you know, at first, um, I mean, going all the way back to 9/11, right? Uh, seeing this happen and going, wait a minute, this doesn't jive with everything we're told about the structure of our government and the defensive systems and all this Cold War era kind of thing. Um, you know, so that didn't fit that, you know, way back then was kind of a, a red flag. What's going on here? What's really happening? Um, that, of course, I was in my youth. I was kind of an anarchist kind of skater punk, you know, 
So, so I didn't pay too much mind into it until I got, you know, a lot older and I had a child and I start looking at the sky and seeing what's going on up there. Um, you know, all in an effort to kind of see outside of, you know, where I was looking at the sky for inspiration and then seeing these created, you know, weather phenomenon and all this stuff and going, why is, why is nobody doing anything about this? They can get to space, but they can't, you know what I mean? Um, take care of what we have down here, you know, well enough to leave it alone and not spray aluminum and all this other stuff. So those are a couple of the original rabbit holes that were incredibly depressing at first. Think about how stupid going to Mars to colonize Mars to save the human race, right? Mars doesn't have an atmosphere. It's so far away. They're not sure if there's water. There's water one day. There's no water. It, it, it's insanity. <laughs> Why don't we just build a dome in Ethiopia? Okay, build a big dome because you'd have to build one on Mars. We have the supply lines. There's already air here. The sun is already <laughs> here. Okay, there's already water here. You know. Just why, why don't we do that? Because you can't even say that's a, a, a it's a fraction of a penny to a dollar. It's ridiculous because Mars is impossible, even if Mars was real. Is Mar, you know Mars isn't real, and uh, and this this whole thing we 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 could save our our world here, right? Yeah, just by terraforming the desert. Yeah, absolutely. not even terraforming. And Mars are going to have to build domes to live in. Well. We could build one here and we could open up the skylight to let some fresh air in sometimes. And Mars, you can't, right? <laughs> right. It's so stupid. It's just no so doubt. stupid. It, it is. The whole thing has fallen apart to such an extent, um, you know, especially after you start going, all right, well, who are these people kind of conjuring up or creating this lie? These wizards, right? With their, their spelling and their spells, uh, you know, dictating to us what the truth is. And a lot of it stems from you know, when we're younger, uh, watching cartoons, a lot of which are, are put out by Disney, right? Or or ABC or these other, you know, kind of I have thought companies. Um, right. And so they're they're putting across this image. And and yeah, it makes you feel incredibly alone when you look out at the stars and you feel like you're hundreds and hundreds of thousands of light years away from the nearest light source in the in the galaxy. You know, yeah. it makes you feel incredibly, uh, you know, incredibly just lonely. And and that's definitely the push for this whole kind of narrative surrounding this spherical oblate spheroid planet <laughs> that's kind of like a pear, you know, and it just keeps changing too. you know, that that narration keeps changing. First, it's like, no, the mathematics is, you know, uh, completely legitimate and, you know, you can't fight that. But then you start looking into it and you're like, OK, um, and they've recently changed. The mathematics online of the uh the angle of of tilt in the earth's axis for a long time it was uh 24 point or 20 uh 23.4 23.4 and now it says uh 25.6 so they've changed it since you've begun well, doing your work i didn't, putting I didn't even hear there. that so well, I'm, yeah just the side i had pulled up this morning it was different i go oh well that doesn't equal 666 anymore so i see that they're catching on to some well, of the did, things are they saying out. they got it they got it wrong before? Or oh no, they, they they mentioned nothing about you know any yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of how do the how do the pyramids and the Georgia Guidestones still line up with the north with the North Star? Okay, I mean yeah, yeah none, over none thousands of, of years. Yeah, 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 none of it does. And this whole supposed computer regression of the stars doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And you really have to be deep into astrology and following you know the signs of the heavens to understand that these things don't change these cycles don't change whatsoever 
you right. know, over the over the millennia. They just don't. And you know, the first thing uh, that comes up when most people think about, oh, well, the the Earth is a sphere and is curved simply because if I watch a ship on the horizon, it will, uh, you know, remove itself from view bottom up, right? Um, now, at, at the same time, though, they'll go on to say. If you were laying down and you stand up, you can see the sunset twice. So, you know, thereby, if you are laying down and watch a ship disappear and you stand up, you can watch that sh same ship disappear again. So I don't know that that suggests curvature at all. I think it's just line of here's sight. A, here's a quick little analogy you can do. So go outside where at a field or whatever, where there's a, your yard and you have a fence, like a five foot tall fence. So you got a six foot tall person standing right on the other side of the fence. Now, if you're sitting five feet away from that fence, you can sit there on the ground and you can look up and you can see the person's head over the fence, mm -hmm. right? If you lay down, you probably won't see his head anymore, right? Does that mean that the yard is a sphere, right? Now, if you moved yourself um, 20 feet away from that fence, instead of looking up at the top line of that fence, you're kind of looking across the yard at it. And that top of that fence will look like it's at your eye level. So everything tries the perspective, brings it into eye level. So now you watch that person walk away from the fence and slowly their head will disappear from the bottom up due to perspective. Because even though if you drew a line from your eyes to the top of the fence, you would see that line as parallel with the ground. But if somebody went over to the fence and looked at it, they would see a line from five feet up sloping down to your head, which is three feet up. Yeah, and, 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 and they don't teach you this in school, um, but these are experiments that you, you can do yourself little, uh, you know, set it up, check it out, see how perspective works. Absolutely. When it's, it's so interesting though, because these are key points that they point out. And, uh, you know, I've just got a website pulled up 20 reasons. We know that the planet is a sphere, right? It's so um, and these are some of the reasons that they're stating are proofs that, uh, you know, the earth is spherical. So they're completely negating uh, perspective, right? Well, they, they don't use perspective. Eyes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what having two eyes, you know, embedded yeah. in a nervous system yep. actually provides you is your perspective. And, um, you know, if you're a painter, if you're a painter and you're painting scenery, you learn very quickly of something called a vanishing point. You know, when you're uh, looking at something, the further away you go, the tighter in that vanishing point comes. You know, you can only see so far just based on the tools that you have to perceive. So Correct. they leave this entire thing out unless, of course, you're an artist, then it becomes key. Uh, or if you're, say, you're an airplane pilot, if you go to the airplane pilot's manual, uh, you will find a manual written for flying on a flat plane over a non-spherical, a non-rotating, uh, non-rotating, non-spherical Earth. Uh, same thing if you're a sniper in the Army, you will account for windage, you'll account for elevation. But in the vast majority of cases, uh, there are manuals out there that account for this supposed Coriolis effect. But um, there, no sniper many. has ever used Coriolis effect. And if you think about it, if you're on the equator and you're shooting, you know, 45 degrees north or whatever, um, that's one thing. If you're if you're shooting farther, it the, the everything changes. No matter your latitude changes, there would have to be a book, a thousand pages thick with tiny little type on it saying, OK, well, if you're here, you know, your Coriolis is going to be this. Think about this. You got a sniper and he uh, he's he's looking three miles away. And he sees Obama. He's like, all right, I got him in my, I got him in my, in my sights. All right. And so now he's got him in his sights. So now what does he do? Swing the gun to the left so he can hook the bullet. 
Okay. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. Right. Yeah. He aims yeah. dead on and he takes yeah. a breath to hold it as still as possible. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. So it's amazing. Uh, you know, just the and, and that all comes with these separations from each of us to each other via our profession or, you know, our particular area of study. I mean, if you look at the secret mystery teachings of the ages, right, you read through this book and it outlines several hundred different schools of thought that essentially have their own small piece of this much larger picture. Um, and it's in an effort to divide us from each other, right? Kind of like the Flat Earth Society website is an effort to divide people, you know, into a certain secular group of Flat Earth kind of mentality. Um, and, you know, if you're that kind of person, like most are, that click the first thing they find on Google, which, uh, you know, is, again, is at least 75% of people, then you will come across the Flat Earth Society, this floating disc, finite disc in space, right? Um, and uh, in a lot of cases, that disc itself is the rotating factor, not the luminaries. So, you know, I, I find kind of a disagreement in that. And I wanted to speak with you briefly about gravity and its effects. Um, you know, we're told that gravity is the force keeping everything down, keeps the supposedly the earth going around the sun, so on and so forth. Um, but if you've ever been to a kind of a carnival and you've gone in one of these uh, these rooms where the walls spin and you stick to the wall, all right, you're sticking to the wall. Uh, but what's happening to anything even remotely near the center of that room is it's also getting flung outward. So uh, is gravity so strong that it keeps us anchored right around the sun uh, and keeps us also from flying outward, you know, contrary to centrifugal force? Um, but then again, everything stays exactly the same over over thousands of years. The sky stays the same. So none of this movement makes any sense. This uh, the whole you, idea you know, the details of, of, right. of what, the, how we're flying through the universe. So <laughs> supposedly <laughs> we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour at the equator. Last at other locations. Just put wrap your head around that. We're orbiting at 66,000 miles an hour around the sun. We're chasing the sun at over half a million miles an hour. The entire galaxy is moving sideways at over 2 million miles per hour. But somehow, all the stars remain the same. Go out tonight, look at the stars, make a little chart, mark the time, and then put an alarm in your calendar, pull out that chart, go to the exact same spot, and a year later, and every star will be in the exact same place. Every single one in the exact same place which is impossible. And then you think about a solar eclipse. The sun happens to be 400 times bigger and 400 times farther than the moon. Therefore, they look like two precision quarters, the exact same size. And then they occasionally, every single year in different patterns, they line up in different places of the earth, making a perfect eclipse. The odds of that happening are one to the 120th power of you know, 10, right? Mm -hmm. Which is just an impossible number. And the chances of that happening a second time are 0, 0.0 forever zeros, okay? <laughs> but there's eclipses every single year. And then after 18 years, the whole pattern repeats again. That is not a random beehive helio nonsensical explosion with gravity pulling in all different directions because we can't even model three bodies. We can only model two in the world's best supercomputers. Um, that is a precision instrument, a precision intelligent design. Absolutely. And, you know, something that really struck my heartstrings was uh, I saw a video of yours and I've had your, your app, your Flat Earth Sun and Moon Zodiac Clock app for better part of a year now. And there was a video where you went to, and this is prior to this 
you know, scamdemic situation just prior, which I found very interesting. You went to an old folks home and, uh, you know, you were speaking with the lady, uh, talking to her, right. Uh, Ruth about what she was taught in school. Um, and, and, you know, this is only, oh, geez, what 80, maybe 90 years ago, say something to that effect. And she was taught that, you know, the earth was flat. I find that very interesting because, uh, number seven on this 20 reasons, uh, it says number seven, the earth revolves around the sun. The idea that the earth revolves around the sun was first proposed, get this in the third century BC. Okay. By, uh, Aristarchus of Samos. Um, uh, yeah. so, so let me just comment on that. Out. It, right. Me, this is figured me, out way back then, but all of, all of, yeah, all <laughs> of the historical men, um, through time, I don't believe any of them existed. They're just stories. Uh, all of our history, if you start, you know, if you're looking into the mud floods and everything, you'll realize that the Wild West is even a lie. Yeah. Right? There was there was yeah. a what there was an advanced civilization here. There was some sort of reset that happened, whether it was man-made, God-made, not sure, a natural, you know, uh cyclic, uh, not sure, but there's no question that there was um, a thing that we call the mud floods. Did, did it happen all at once? It happened at different times. Right. Couldn't tell you, but yeah, it's definitely. That's its yeah. own wormhole. And but the, yeah. the proof is there, um, whether one large event or many small or, you know, several cascades of war or something to that effect. We don't uh, yet know. I'm not sure if we'll 100 percent ever know. But uh, again, with this uh, information about the Earth revolving around the sun, supposedly being proposed in the third century B.C., why would it be then that Ruth less than 100 years ago is being taught in school? It- it's worse than that. In the 1950s and 60s, they were still teaching both models here in America. That's crazy. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, where everyone believes that it's 2000 years we've known um, all of that, you know, Aristophanes, all of that is nonsense, provable nonsense. And um, even if he did that experiment, it doesn't prove that the earth is a globe. It works perfectly on a flat earth. But, uh, you know, we're brainwashed by Carl Sagan and other charlatans. Um, to believe uh, these these stories uh, that even if the story was true, doesn't prove it. But people are too lazy. Uh, they don't think for themselves. They don't use that part of the brain that has creativity and, and, and can actually work things out. They just believe and they memorize and they regurgitate because that gets you the A. And that's all that matters is getting the A. Right. Yeah. Spot on. And, you know, through these institutions, they're also instituting culture. And if you are one of the kids in class, uh, like, for example, I, I was showing some of the Flat Earth videos to my son, like Level is a great one, right? Um, Did you watch the next level yet? I, I don't think I've watched the second one yet. I'll the second check, one just came out just Friday, and it is fantastic. Awesome. I'm going to have to go take a look at that. And, you know, anybody out there, um, when you start uh, breaking into, you know, laser levels, right? We have laser levels in some of our homes for hanging pictures and things like this. So a laser typically is understood to be a straight line of light. So if you go out to an area where you have, you know, a clear perspective, like say on a lake or frozen, you know, body of water, um, not only does it sit absolutely flat, but over vast distance, you can shine a laser from one point, point A and hit point B at exactly the same elevation off of that water. So it's, it's very interesting that that functions that way. And, you know, after showing my son this stuff, he goes to school and was in class one day and uh, proclaims to the class about the earth being flat, gets a lot of laughs and everything, and essentially is ridiculed. Um, Not only that, I, you know, I get called in for a conference and I'm expecting 
something different than that. And, and I'm told he's being disruptive <laughs> calling the earth flat. And all I could do is laugh and say, at least he's critically thinking, you know? <laughs> and uh, so that was interesting in itself. So that so, just shows so the wait, hold on, hold on, back it up, back it up. So you went in there, you said, at least he's critically thinking. Did you push it any farther? Uh, no, it just, it kind of died Shame right on there. You. I know. Shame on you. <laughs> I Shame on you. I should have given them yeah. the rundown, but yeah, it, it's time that uh, I, and I got it. I, I get it. Listen, you got to pick your yeah. battles, but, um, you know, your son, you know, that's brave of him and he's got to hold his position. You know, I'm offering three Bitcoins for one globe proof. Maybe he can offer something to say, hey, give me one globe proof and I'll stop being disruptive. Otherwise, <laughs> right. you're teaching us nonsense, right? Absolutely. Give us one globe proof and then, um, you know, just go on the app. It's a frequently asked questions and the globe proof they give you a guarantee is in there and explained how it works perfectly on a flat earth and doesn't work on a globe earth, right? Seasons, nonsense on a globe. They only make sense on a flat earth. You know, none of it. None of it works. Absolutely. And, you know, the common misconception that the the flat earth is the spinning body, um, I yeah. think, throws a lot of people off. But when you look at it um, from an energetic point of view, you know, if you're into flat earth, the next you know step is going to be something like electric universe. It's called a theory. Right. But they have everything to back this up. And uh, this is where the tides of the moon come in. Right. We're told the gravity of the moon. Um, you know, moves these bodies of water in a certain way. But if you are get into the electric universe kind of situation, you start looking at the way a cathode and an anode might work, which the sun and the moon may very well be, you know, one of each. Uh, you start to see that water being diamagnetic or being repelled, uh, you know, by energy will kind of balloon out under the sun. So that means it rises somewhere else. Generally speaking, it'll rise in the area that's closer to where the moon is, right? So you have this tidal phenomenon that can be explained through these other means, like electric universe, for example, and uh, which is why they keep that kind of buried as a theory. Um, all the while, you know, scientists in Canada through the Sapphire Project and so on have documented, um, you know, repeated uh, plasma events and situations in labs that you know reflect the nature of of our universe which i find incredibly interesting so um you know gravity is kind of explained as the means for a lot of these things all the while as we're sitting talking you know through the ether to each other all day every day uh, we're not realizing how profound electricity and electromagnetism are you know so we're kind of kept away from that there's no, almost no teaching of electromagnetism in school you might get a bar magnet and be told to pull some iron filings out of some sand but really that's about it you know they don't go into uh, creating devices that function using these energies and things like this when it's so simple to create your own free energy device just based on a magnet and a coil of copper so uh you know they they hide all of these things from us they have, um, you know, situations like NASA kind of pooling the, the collective effort in a certain direction. And it's for a certain purpose, which is, you know, part of, I think, why the lie is to manipulate creativity. Right. What do you think about that, Dave? The lie is to shut down creativity. The lie yeah. is to yeah. keep you as a as a slave and and just doing 
what you're told, you know, they don't teach us about vortex mathematics and the power of three, six, nine. They don't teach us about sacred geometry. They teach us stuff that makes us good at accounting and uh, running a cash register with their fake money control system. You know, they, they don't want us using our creativity. They don't want us using our ability to manifest the world that we want. They want us focusing on their crap to create the world that they want. They need us to create their miserable world. Okay. And the more people that focus on their miserable world, the more success they're going to have. But waking up to the flat earth literally unplugs you from the heliocentric matrix. And there's no flat earthers that feed the beast system anymore. And what more and more, we're completely separating from it. People are like, well, you know, the only thing that's true is death and taxes. Both of them are bullshit. Okay. Both of them. <laughs> right. And once you understand this stuff, once you learn this stuff, you know, you can get all the fear out of uh, out of your head. You know, when people go, what do you mean? There's no such thing as taxes. What about Wesley Snipes and Al Capone? Both CIA psyops. OK, learn about that. Right. Where can you learn about this stuff? The number one place, Crow 777 Radio. It's linked in the app under the homeschool section. It's college education, way better than college education for eight dollars a month. OK, absolutely. It, it's the best thing ever. And if, uh, you know, if you have a kid that's going to it's college age or or even yourself, anybody, um, don't send them to college. Rent a house somewhere with a bunch of other kids. Have them all listen to the two current episodes every week and then pick three other random episodes from the past. That's oh, five yeah. college courses in a week. Each one of those is two hours each. So you got two hours of class a day, five days a week. OK, what's better than that? You can listen to it while riding a bike. You can listen to it while kite surfing. You can listen to it while laying on the beach. OK, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I and, and in that two hours, that two hours is more information that you learn in an entire semester in any yes. other course. Okay? I, I'm with you on that. 100%. And, and it's all and it's all stuff that will make you a more powerful creator here, a, a freer person. And, uh, you know. Uh, what I'm like, I would hire people that are crow graduates rather than any college ever. <laughs> right. Uh, high, right. Oh, yeah. And that's $8 a month. In, yeah, $8 a month. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And you start looking into the old world and these things, um, you know, and you, after you start recognizing the matrix system, you know, uh, partially, thankfully to, to the flat earth. Um, I don't know if you call it a phenomenon or just a fact omenon. Right. But this this thing has has sparked so many people into opening their thought process and yeah. you know dismissing all of the crap drilled into us as we've grown up and um one thing about crow triple seven i'll say is i spent probably the best couple bucks i've ever spent on his film with the lunar wave phenomenon absolutely and that was absolutely fascinating um because you know if you grew up in the analog era with a, a vhs you know a vcr and you uh, re recall adjusting the tracking on that VCR, you see a very similar effect as to what you see in this moon projection. So, you know, um, it's, it's very interesting to see that uh, on that kind of macroscopic level and go, wait, what's going on here, right? Um, because the situation on your, on your boob tube with the tracking is an electrical phenomenon, right? Um, electromagnetic kind of phenomena that comes from, you know, the translation basically of the magnetic strip in the tape. So that being said, when you see this outside in the sky at night, uh, you know, it begs to, it begs the question, what electromagnetic phenomenon is that? 
hundred percent. And by the way, if you're a subscriber to Crow, that movie is included in your subscription. So I'm not here to sell Crow. I'm here to sell (laughs) knowledge and power. Knowledge yeah, and power. If if we got all, let's say we got a whole crop of kids and they'd screw the colleges, one, the colleges would collapse and then listen to Crow, freedom would be at hand. I mean, we, we need to train the next generation and the current generation. I don't care if you're 85 years old, you can learn all of this stuff now and unplug from the matrix. The matrix is a prison for your mind and people are so deep into it that they'll fight to protect their um, indoctrination. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the interesting stuff going around, uh, you know, right now kind of has to do with uh, whether people are clones or NPCs. Um, personally, I think it's it's just kind of a very personal choice for these people to stay embedded, you know, in the system. Um, it's very comfortable, like that character in the Matrix that just wants to get plugged back in. Uh, but, you know, Cypher, for, right, Cypher. So fortunately, but unfortunately enough, you can't get plugged back in. So what do you do? You start expanding your knowledge base and again you're, you're never bored a minute never you, you know uh, since i came across you know flat earth and the big lie man i've been so far beyond bored it's crazy if, i've started if you're bored if you're bored it's because you're not using your brain you're stuck in that 10 percent slave mentality and if you're ever staring at a wall or scanning channels looking for something stupid to watch it's because you're not using your brain you're not using your God-given brain um, because this place is so amazing. I, I always say if there's 48 hours in a day and I only needed to sleep four hours, I still wouldn't have enough time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I find myself, you know, uh, waking up in the morning before the long grind, you know, the nine to five working for the man, uh, which I absolutely hate. Uh, but, you know, um, by expanding my knowledge base and and my my joys, like having interactions like like I'm having with you right now. Um, you know, there will eventually come a time, as long as I decide it's going to happen, there will come a time when I will no longer have to do that grind for that man. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that, like, so much. Um, But even right now, in the meantime, the journey is so amazing, since I've been able to look at the luminaries and study things like uh, somatics, right, cymatic properties, uh, especially when you can zoom in on a star with, with a you know, pretty run of the mill camera nowadays, you know, P900 and P1000, um, you know, you can go out and get a used one for maybe a few to $400 and completely blow your paradigm away by zooming in on these celestial bodies and seeing this ripple effect that, you know, much resembles uh, looking at a, a pool with ripples in it and looking at the reflection of lights, right? In these, in these pools. Um, so that alone is, is so thought provoking the, uh, again, boredom just out the window, absolutely out the window. Uh, loneliness also out the window. You start to recognize that you're part of the one mind and the one consciousness um, and that you are a creator within yourself, right? right. So like being kind of fenced in, having our, our thought process in this box that we're constantly told to think outside of while being handed the tools to our own doom, um, you know, we're, we're in this box and we're not taught to consider uh, creation, creationism without a structure, without this religion structure built around it, this fear paradigm, really, of you know a larger entity that is very much a man uh, controlling everything, when the reality of it is we are all a piece of consciousness having this experience, this very divine experience. Um, granted, the systems that we 
uh, are, are essentially victims of our own kind of accord to uh, are put here to kind of manage our creativity and bend it to do these things like institute transhumanism is is the biggest one with so many minds working on this right now. Um, you know, that was all steered in that direction by this spinning globe flying through space kind of background. You know, all of this technology and everything is coming from a place, a heartfelt place of loneliness, right? Like when you uh, build and program an AI, um, some of these guys, I would dare say they're doing this from a place of, of despair and loneliness, trying to yep. connect with something. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. And so it's, it's crazy interesting. Like all of these different 20 reasons, supposedly, I, I mean, they're just, I can't help but laugh at these. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll just hit a couple more like this maps or 2D project, projections. Uh, and it says it's impossible to flatten an orange peel without distorting it in some way, uh, tearing, stretching. That why, why on a 3D globe do we use a flat coordinate system, a two-dimensional coordinate system, <laughs> longitude and latitude, right? If it was a globe, where the frig is the Z-axis, okay? We just have an <laughs> XY-axis. And no, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. I'm with you on that. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, with all of the mathematics behind uh, the, you know, the, the spherical and this and that, where are the mathematics to plot that Z coordinate? Exactly. So uh, there's no reason for it to not, not to, to be there, especially when, you know, the projections of maps we have, like the Mercator are hundreds of years old, you know, um, but supposedly now we have satellites and this and that. So where is the Z axis? Absolutely. Right. And there's a couple more we've got. Uh, we, here's another one that I find absolutely fascinating is we can travel around the world. Um, now, here's here's the big difference I want to point out for people. Round and spherical are two completely different things. And, and this is the, the common, you know, kind of mess people get into is going, well, yeah, the earth is round. Well, yeah, you know that we have a round nature to these these orbiting uh, celestial bodies. However, uh, if you go outside and shine a laser, a uh, bright enough laser from one mountaintop to another, you're not going to see that curvature, you know, um, and if you're plotted at the same altitude, then how does that all work? That whole scenario of perspective, you know, comes into play, especially when you can zoom in and zoom in again and watch the ship disappear and zoom in again and watch it again. Um, you know, it's, it's mind blowing uh, how round and spherical are misconstrued. So uh, the circumnavigation history is interesting uh, in the North. It's interesting, but when you go to the Southern circumnavigation situation, what you run into is a very kind of haphazard path that's taken. Um, it's, you know, instead of going straight out and across the South Pole, the supposed South Pole, these things go one way and then turn around and come back. So uh, what the reason is behind that, they will tell you, oh, it's the Antarctic Treaty or, or you know, the uh, the however many countries got together and decided nobody's going to go down there, basically. Um, and so they had to turn around and come back ridiculous I, it's, okay. it's absolutely ridiculous you know the we, we were watching they had the zq pilot he was going to um circumnavigate um the heading south and so he went all the way from you know alaska down to um you know uh, brazil down to santiago then he went to the supposed south pole and then he turned around and came back 
and it went up <laughs> and around. And uh, we're like, well, well, I guess he's not getting the record. Yeah, then they give, him, you turn around? They give him the record. Here, yeah, why did you turn around? He goes, well, the weather was bad. So we decided to take this route. Basically, he just like went to the end of my street, tabbed the tag, you know, the telephone pole <laughs> and went to the other end of the street, tagged the telephone pole and then came back to the middle of the street and said he circumnavigated my spherical street. It's it's, it's retarded. <laughs> it's, it certainly is. And, you know, you can look into this all sorts of ways. You can look at. Um, you know, your common uh, explorers, right? The circumnavigations. Yeah. And when you when you plot these things out on, uh, you know, a globe map, a lot of the time they don't make sense. Same with flight paths. That's another very interesting situation. Um, and there's, you know, some videos and stuff on your app that, that allude to this is when you have an emergency, uh, you know, out in the middle of this vast, expansive globe, uh, you know, would you or would you not continue to the, the closest location? I would imagine, you know, and in most cases, common sense would dictate that you would go to that closest location instead of a doubling back on yourself. Talking about emergency landings, right? Emergency landings. Yeah. Yes. So, so there's there's a book called 16 Emergency Landings: uh, Proving Flat Earth Free Online, or you can go to Lulu.com and you know uh, get the the printed version versus the PDF version, and uh, it's a it's a globe killer because. Not only did these flights land thousands of miles out of the way off their off their projected flight path on the globe, um, they didn't have time to get there. Hey, that it happened exactly at this time, so the plane was here, and oh, they decided to go to Moscow to land there, and Moscow is fifteen hundred miles away. Well, how does a plane get there in fifteen minutes? Right, it's impossible, <laughs> and and so. And then you look at all of these flight routes and you say, okay, well, here on a flat earth map, here's the origin, here's the destination. Where's Moscow? It's right on that line. Every single time it happens. How many times does it have to happen? The other thing with flight paths, if you got your globe, you got your equator in the middle, southern hemispheres on the bottom, northern hemispheres on the top. If you're flying between any two northern locations, no matter what, any two northern locations, I don't care. Um, you would never have to cross the equator. You would just go, you would stay in the Northern hemisphere and fly to one location or the other. Well, that's true. No flight or originating in the North and ending anywhere in the North. I don't care if it's next door or the other side of the world. It never, none of the flight paths ever cross the equator. Well, if the earth is a globe, the same thing should be true for Southern flights. But when you go on many southern flights, you have to cross the equator twice. Why do you go from Santiago all the way to America and then to China and then to Australia when that's a big U-turn on a globe? Look at it on a flat Earth map. It's a straight line. Okay? None of it makes any sense. In the app under the images section, um, we have these flight paths pointed, you know, um, we, we show you them. We show you the comparison between all of these emergency flights and everything. Just check those out, and that alone will tell you they're lying. Yeah, it's yeah. it's mind blowing because on yeah. the flat Earth map, they're all straight lines. Yeah, every single one of them. And if yeah. you are, you know, as, uh, you know, worried about fuel consumption and things like this that we're told, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. The whole jet fuel kind of hoax. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're we're taught the closest way. You know, the co closest. Uh, you know, between two points is a straight line. And on a flat earth map, that's exactly what you see when you look at flight paths. Now, the other interesting thing, when you go to like plane finder or something, and you go to look at, 
uh, flight paths uh, through this or over the Southern Ocean. Um, you know, almost none exist. And, you know, on a globe map, again, you have this kind of haphazard kind of maneuvering, you know, around and over places. Generally, they'll, they'll be moving north and south as opposed to east and west. Uh, you know, in the southern hemisphere. So that's very interesting. You almost never see any aircraft over the oceans in the southern hemisphere. Um, is that, uh, I mean, if you look at a flat earth map, you see that the southern ocean is much, much more expansive uh, than we are kind of led to believe. They kind of tighten that up around this orange, you know what I there's, mean? There's big sections of the ocean that are cut out of GPS, so no one ever goes there. If you remember the MH17, I think it was the flight that was lost at sea. A couple of the boats that were looking for it disappeared. They were gone. They couldn't be found for like a day or two. And uh, they sailed into these uncharted waters where GPS doesn't exist. And so, you know, you think you have an, a line, a latitude, which is a line, but really it's a vector. And everything in between that is not listed because you have to take these huge swaths out to make it work on a globe. The globe is a construct. It's totally made up. It's nonsensical. And if you, when, you know, when you look at it, it's, it's scientifically also impossible. Everything about it. it. It's unbelievable. And then once you, once you look and you see this stuff, you wonder how the hell you ever uh, fell for it before. And the answer is because you never used your brain, just like Neo never used his eyes. When he got unplugged from the matrix, he's like, why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus said, because you've never used them. It's the same thing with our brains. 90% of our brain is not used if you stay in the school system and sit down and shut up and, and memorize and regurgitate. You're not using your mind. Absolutely. Spot on. And so it, there's just so much to, uh, you know, just the, the flat earth situation. Um, it definitely, you know, begs investigation and research. And, you know, I, I commend or compel uh, others out there to look into this stuff for themselves. Um, although most people probably listening, to be quite honest, will have understood long ago that everything that all these constructs are alive from culture to space and so on um, to anything put across on media. We're all pretty uh, understanding that it, it, this is all a construct, right? Um, you know, personally, I like to, to think of the sphere kind of scenario coming from, say, you were to step outside of time and you, you view this time bubble of our realm, perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps there's some other kind of mystical kind of interpretation as to why a sphere, aside from the fact that it's to enclose this area to make us feel enclosed so that we don't go searching, um, you know, this along with the whole, uh, you know, let's get rid of airships situation with the Hindenburg, um, you know, if your average people had airships and were able to traverse they would very quickly uh, kind of wake up to not only this, you know, the the uh, circular, not spherical nature of, you know, our, our place in the realm, but they would wake up to, you know, this vast expanse of ocean, supposed ocean. And, and I'm kind of on the fence about that with the Southern Hemisphere. Um, I don't know that it's all ocean. We see maps from the past with large land masses in those areas. Um, you know, we're, we're told these places were destroyed and so on and so forth. Um, so that's interesting in itself. Um, but then there's this, there's other theories like crater earth theory that we're just part of a much larger kind of body, um, which remains, you know, yet to be seen. Um, personally, I, I feel like the dielectric plane kind of, uh, description that kind of comes along with, you know, electric universe and, and things like this, uh, is pretty well stated, but then on the other side of things, 
when you look at like the double slit experiment, uh, you know, our light is light waves or particles. And it turns out, you know, supposedly, again, this is all stuff from mainstream science, right? But the interesting thing about quantum theory is they can't like bastardize it too much because it actually allows all of our technology to function. So, you know, people have to have somewhat of a good understanding on this. Now, the observer effect is very interesting um, because it, it basically, you know, posits that when you are observing something, only then does the light turn from a wave to an actual particle. So essentially, only then does it even exist. <laughs> so so that's I'm like with the, you. this world is not what we think it is right you know? so that's I, the bigger I, bigger picture that we're yeah. like kind of kept from by being in this this spherical earth bubble or oblate spheroid and you know if you look at the term oblate spheroid this can mean uh you know a stretched out sphere in any way so i mean this thing could be stretched pretty much flat and you know could have uh like a soap bubble kind of situation going on stretched super flat by this kind of electromagnetic kind of situation going on. Um, you know, we see like in, in religious scripture, like the tree of life, we have the, you know, the earth, the Midgard kind of plateau or plane. And then we also have this kind of area shield, you know, down below these different layers of these different bubbles and all of these old religious kind of scriptural texts. Um, more often than not, these texts are the ones kind of demonized by the Roman Catholic Church, of course, um, which, you know, if you're if you're hip to conspiracy at all, you understand that this club of Rome, these people, this is the control system. These Rockefellers is, you know, one family branch of it, um, so on and so forth. So this like crazy control mechanism goes into play uh, over the last probably four or five hundred years. You know, a lot of people think that something kind of drastic happened in maybe the 1800s. Personally, I think it's a lot of little things, a lot of erasures of histories, you know, of lineages, moving of people. Have you seen the, confusion, have you know? seen the crazy tunnels that they're finding like these old mine shafts, but they're all bricks and rocks and like incredibly done. Some then, underground temple structures yeah. um, look, that look very much like uh, cathedrals, but, then, but they're but underground. Then you, see, you see like the, the, the blocks are misformed and all of a sudden there's bricks, red bricks. There's red bricks everywhere. There's something to this red brick phenomena that is unbelievable. The start, there's like the farthest key out in Florida. There is a red brick star fort made with like 10 million bricks or something. That's the, <laughs> yeah. And the story, oh, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> how was it built? Where did they get the bricks from? And I'm really starting to think that when the creator made this earth that has free energy technology, you know, the ability to, to make all of this stuff they didn't just throw down some humans and go good luck hope you figure it out in a thousand years he laid down some infrastructure of a living building system and um i'm wondering what the hell what the heck's going on don't yeah, know no doubt and, and you know and personally i feel that all of these wars that we've seen over the last several hundred years all are just in just an effort to erase this stuff all uh, right the, the the fires everywhere um you know just uh and then they put out the movie Fahrenheit 451 in the 60s, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, yeah, by the way, this is what we've been doing to you for the last, you know, several hundred years. And now you're going to sit in a movie theater, watch it and, and talk about what an acclaimed visual representation of, 
you know, a, <laughs> a, a dystopian kind of society might look like. Like, no, they're telling you, they're showing you flat out, this is what we did to you people. And now you're going to sit and enjoy it and consume it. You know what I mean? And and become one with this knowledge that this has all happened. And now you're signing away your waiver by, you know, interacting with these this film situation uh, with media and all these things. So you, when you're, you're signing your waiver, you're giving your power to these systems when you engage, you know, with these, these, these tales and consume them all as fiction. So, you know, I think it's very important that, that people realize that most writers, um, you know, most cartographers, uh, you know, they are coming from a place of experience with all of these stories. And they have no choice but to write between the lines. Otherwise, their books will be burned. So they write between the lines. They, they put truths out there. They stamp it a label fiction. It goes in your bookstore or your library. And there sits a piece of the truth from the past. Yep. Totally. So, so it, yeah. So one of the last things I think I wanted to, to touch on uh, is, is just, man, all right, photographic evidence of space. Um, I mean, there's so much, <laughs> so much when it comes to NASA, um, you know, first and foremost, people should hopefully understand that NASA, Werner von Braun is a paperclip scientist brought over from Germany at the end of World War II, um, among several thousand other, uh, so not only, not only you also SS know that that whole but, paperclip story is really also a fake story because there was no rocket. There was no space race. There was no Cold War. It's just like, hey, you know, we have the story. Now we're going to make up a story how we brought them over here to run NASA. You know, NASA is run by a bunch of, you know, occultists. And and Werner von Braun in 1957 wrote a book called Project Mars about a guy named Elon that was leading a, a group of people to go start a civilization on Mars. Okay, <laughs> this this yeah. is all ca- spell casting. Nonsense. So Project Paperclip is real, but it's fake. It's a real fake thing. They created it because there was no space race. There was no Cold War. There was none of that. Right. It was all a big put up. Well, how come Russia wouldn't tell on us faking you know, the moon landings and China? Because they're all in on it. You know, what's really fun right now. Just go look up the Chinese space station, which also forgot to film the construction of it, just like we forgot to film the construction of ours. And look at the videos they're putting out. They just put one out the other day. Spacewalk. Right. Oh, my God. It's like the guy Cartman, Kyle and Kenny are laughing at it. It's so friggin' bad. Okay, (laughs) It's so bad. All of I've seen uh, coming out of these space agencies is a lot of CGI. A, yeah. a whole buttload of of green screen or uh, yeah. you know yeah. uh, checker screen yeah. uh, situations and you know it most people look at this and say oh they just had a technical glitch that's why suddenly an apple yeah. phases into existence in this woman's hand and yeah you know uh, no that's them blatantly putting in your face that they're lying uh, to you there's and, Paxi and, and the just, stuffed animal. And you're just consuming it. You're just yeah. eating it right up and, and storing it away. And here's the crazy thing about media is it, it's magic in the sense that once your 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 eyes and your ears and your senses absorb this stuff, whether you technically believe it or not, it's still combined with everything else in the right. back of your mind. You know, it's it's whether you believe structure. Yeah. 
when you know that the, the, the cabal is doing evil things and you focus on it, you're giving it energy. You need to, you need to, you know, not ignore it, but you need to release it and and take energy away from it, right? If we're all focusing on the child trafficking and all this crap that's going on, we're actually feeding the system. We need to we need to swing it the other way. We need to stay, keep our vibration, if you will, at a high level and bring other people up to us. Never feel sorry for anybody. If someone's in a bad place, go wow. You know, hey, you should try coming over here and and welcome them to raise up, right? But you don't need to feel sorry. That's really stupid um, to bring yourself down to a lower level. You need to help people find their way up and everybody can do it. It's whether, you know, if you think you're going to live paycheck to paycheck your whole life, you're right. You're going to create that reality. If you want to be afraid of nuclear bombs, you're going to be afraid of nuclear bombs, right? Even though they're yeah, not absolutely. real. Or gray right? aliens or yeah. lizard people. Uh, yeah. You know, I think lizard people in, in our circles is, is kind of a big one. You know, people attribute this alien kind of, uh, you know, m- malevolence to these people and and when you when you break it down at the end of the day whether they're genetics or lizards or not right or whatever the situation is personally i think it's just the dragon lineage of of the control structure right so they've turned it into this kind of characterization of these traits that we don't like to see in each other you know we we kind of will look at at a human and go well they couldn't possibly be human doing all of these things these child trafficking and this and that they must be you know, uh, vampiric lizard people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of going and saying yeah. the hard thing and, and going, no, these are, these are people manipulating each and every last one of us. And until people realize that, you know, we're being had by our own species, so to speak, or our own, uh, you know, brothers, um, you know, nothing's going to change. And, uh, it's, it's just mind blowing, man. And so dude, I got to thank you. And, uh, for putting out the app, first of all, and secondly, for making all the rounds that you make and and opening this can of worms to so many people, it, it definitely has had a huge impact in my life. So for sure. I appreciate that. And it's it's 2022. This is the year of the awakening. It, there's no more time to sit quietly. Everybody needs to do something now. Like, hey, you got a, a job, a family, you're worried about it. Well, that's a, that's an issue. But there's ways to do stuff behind the scenes. There's ways to talk to people. There's ways to send out stuff. Create a, an email address, you know, and send stuff to your local pastor if you go to a church or whatever, you know. Um, there's there's all sorts of resources on the app. It's the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. All of my links, all of my interviews, my YouTube channel, which has nice short videos, my Flat Earth Crash Course. Anyone that thinks Flat Earth is stupid, I got a, um, it's called the Crash Course, and it's basically just a list of videos. Um, And I I challenge you to make it through three of them. Um, Turn off Netflix, watch these with the family, everyone, you know, with your date, whatever, Mm -hmm. invite your friends over, give them a couple beers, take their keys. You'll say it's it's because you don't want them driving drunk and then say, you know, and then lock the doors and hide their keys and make them watch the videos. Okay. Um, And then once people wake up to this, everything changes. Flat Earth is the reason they've gotten away with all of the nonsense, right? Everything is because you are lost in space, spinning out of control, powerless, using 10% of your brain. It's it's now is our time. There's so many stuff. And watch. um, It's. It's the the next level 2022.com from Hibbler Productions. Um, you can buy it, you can rent it for five dollars or buy it for seven. Um, I encourage everyone to support him, download it. It's a great one. And I'm not saying it's great 
because I'm in it, but I'm in it. Okay. (laughs) And, and uh, it's, and I love the first level. You liked it too. You mentioned absolutely. the next level is 10 times better, 10 times better. And, and it's actually worked because we had uh, dinner. My girl and I had dinner with um, another couple who's yeah. Flat earth. Interesting. You know? Uh, And then after it, they looked at me and they go, I'm in a hundred percent. I'm in a hundred percent. You can lead a man to knowledge, but you can't make them watch the next level. Right. But if they're willing to watch it, then there's no way out. There's no way out. It's 80 minutes, hour and 20 minutes. Um, that is, it's one of the best movies to understand why the lie, um, to understand the, you know, that it matters and, and the situation that we got in, it's really well done. Um, watch that. Everything yeah, to be found awesome. at, at flatearthdave.com, flatearthdave.com. Um, the app is there. Uh, customer support there. If you want to book me for a show, there's a link there. Um, you can send me your your um, your information on your show and whatever, and we'll we'll start the conversation. And um, awesome. And yeah, you can check out my interviews too. Most of my this is an amazing. audio interview. And, you know, I don't I don't think that it, you know everybody out there can can maybe you know do like you do and and dedicate you know uh, like a major portion of their life to, to kind of opening the the eyes and the minds of others around them. But you can start, you know, very, very small and very subtly, you know, get a, uh, an Instagram account, throw some on the app where we're at 56,000 people have the friend finder already. Okay. Uh, right 56,000. Um, it's going to double every four months is my guess. Okay. Wow. At, at the way things going. So, all you have to do is wake up one person. If everybody woke up one person a week, we would not make it through the summer. Okay. The geometric progression would be so insane um, that the entire world would wake, would wake up to this. And then all the governments would crumble. Okay. So the app is $3 by the way, and you do not need to subscribe, but I highly recommend you do the subscriptions, $11 a year. You get notified before it renews, so you don't have to worry about it auto-renewing. And the, only, the thing that the subscription gives you is you can fill out a profile, you can look at other people's profiles, and you can also send outgoing messages um, to group messages, individual messages. Oh, that's to, awesome. So it's all in one for the community. That's, that's yeah. amazing. See, that's yeah. the biggest thing. Uh, you know, when I first right. Before I first started my podcast, I was like, how do I interact with these people? I'm out in the Midwest, out in the middle of nowhere, so right? One of our guys did it just the other day sent out a group message and, uh, you know, and a little more publicity and uh, said, all right, everybody within 50 kilometers, you set 50 kilometers and had a meetup at a Mexican restaurant and about 70, 80 people showed up. Okay? That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. That's, that's, that's definitely and, necessary. You know, and, <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. When you're a flat earther, you only want to work for other flat earthers. You only want to hire flat earthers. You only want to date flat earthers. And you really only want friends that are flat earthers um, because every time you're not with a flat earther, you're trying to turn them into one. Well, when you go to these meetups, every single person there is your best friend and you never know, you might find your next partner. Okay. Or your, your forever partner. There's already people that are getting married because of the app, right? They're That's finding, amazing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and every right single on. person that like every, all of the 80 people that were at that meetup, they're all like awesome, awesome people. I wish I had time to talk to all of them. Um, you know, but it, That's it's stellar, man. I, and you know, yeah. yeah, it's just starting small, you know, um, when I first started this thing, I might reach five people a week. Now I'm, now I'm up in the hundreds. And so it's, it's progressing and, and, you know, if we can get, just that one person, you know what I mean? Uh, whether your son or your dad or, you know, your aunt or your cousin or even your neighbor, um, you know, break the ice. Uh, you know, if it takes a couple beers, it takes a couple beers, you know, but but uh, throw some of this stuff out there. Some 
some lunar wave phenomenon. You know, that's a mind blower. How do you explain that in the paradigm that we're taught? Uh, you know, the yeah. same same thing with the man, the flight path, just everything. And yeah, it's all in the app. And I've loved that I've had this for like the last year. Whenever I'm curious about what the zodiac's doing around, I could throw that on and see where everything is, see where the sun is in relation to me, really in relation to me, not in this spinning kind of ball situation, but is it directly above? Is it, you know, to the south, to the north of me? I can see all of that, you know, in in the app. So that's amazing. And uh, man, I got to I got to just say, man, thank you so much for all the work you're doing. And I definitely, you know, encourage folks to so, support Dave and, and the flat earthers out there. Go ahead and download the app. Go take a look. Um, I'm kind of eager to look into this this friend finding situation here. I'm going to have to dig into that and see around here. all you have to do is put in a username, any name you want. You don't have to put an email address, nothing, no identifying information. The app will, all, will also default to putting your approximate location within five miles of where you are. When you travel, it won't update exactly uh, immediately. So people that think it's a tracking app, you're out of your friggin' mind. Your phone is a tracking phone, <laughs> right. but the app is the crappiest one ever. But if you're ever like, let's say I go to New York, God forbid I ever go to New York. Um, and I'm like, okay, where am I going to go? I could tap the target button, which will pinpoint my location. Then I could look around and go, oh, look, there's some flat earthers over in this bar over here. Maybe I'm going to go in there and meet them. And that's how people are meeting, like randomly all over the place. I could send a message to, like, say, everybody within five kilometers, right, or, or 10 kilometers or, or, or five, you know, even a smaller range. And I could say, hey, this is Dave, D-I-T-R-H. I'm going to be over at the gin mill on the Upper West Side. Um, come on, stop by, boom, you do that. People show up, people show up. That's it's, so it's awesome. Truly amazing. You know, especially for folks out there living in the cities, uh, living in these highly populated areas and still feeling so incredibly alone because you've, uh, opened your, your mind yeah. and your eyes to what's really going on. So that's a huge tool, man. I love that. And, uh, you know, if, if you'd have told me prior to looking into flat earth, that I would be sitting a year from now, having a conversation uh, <laughs> regarding this particular topic, I would have said, what are you talking about? The earth is a sphere. You know, and you're, and, you're and, an idiot uh, <laughs> and you're an idiot. All right. We all have the same exact story and we're all there. You're just a little newer to it and uh, you're diving in. You know, it was harder five, six years ago, seven years ago, um, because everyone, you know, but now you mentioned flat earth. Someone of people like, yeah, I heard something about that. Tell me more. It's amazing. And because we're hitting that, that conscious level where it's out there in the ether, right? Yes. So you mention it, it's already primed. The ether is already primed. And that's what they do with us. You know, that's why they always tell us what they're doing. They're priming the ether, right? They're, you know, Werner von Braun's book, Prime the Ether, for you to believe that Elon Musk is taking people to Mars, right? Yeah. It's it's people and people are like, what do you mean priming the ether? That's how this place works, right? The, you put the thought out there, it primes the ether. You get it out there enough, it manifests, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 and whether something is real or not doesn't matter because nothing is real, right? If you believe it's real, then it's real for you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Personal truth is is the only yeah. truth. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're you're kind of in charge of, of what that is to you. And, uh, you know, this is why breaking out of these paradigms, in, in fact, breaking out of all paradigms, uh, you know, is the ideal, um, you know, along with the, the uh, kind of 
balancing act of ego and and kind of source mentality. You want to have this balance so that you can prime the ether in the way that works for you and will benefit yep. you. Um, you know, as opposed to buying into all of these things and priming this stuff for them. You know, this is uh man, this is probably the biggest key to changing our world is changing our minds, right? Like just change your mind about something and then suddenly the earth is a beautiful place. You know, um, your, your neighbors and your brothers and sisters are all a part of a bigger you, you know, things become so much clearer, uh, albeit, you know, uh, never boring and always more to learn, uh, but so much clearer and, and happier uh, once you kind of break out of that, that NASA spun kind of BS that we all grew up on. Yep. All right, man. Well, right on, man. Hey, I so, so appreciate you, man, uh, coming on. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what else comes uh, from your circle and, and from everybody. Uh, over Where are you located? Flat Earth Podcast. I'm in Iowa. Yeah, so I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. I've uh, been able to run into or not run into, but uh, connect with uh, a few like-minded people since I started my podcast, which is amazing. You know, use I, the I, use the app. You're gonna find flat earthers right around you. There's yeah, I'm gonna check Iowa. it out. Des Moines not too far away, so yeah. I'm sure that there's a bunch of us up there. We're uh, having a definitely. conference in South Carolina in October. If you want to make that, it's called Flattoberfest. It's listed in the app, nice under the shopping cart button. There's gonna be hundreds of us there. It's gonna be phenomenal. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, once again, thank you so much for all the work you're doing to, to wake up, you know, humanity. And uh, you know, I'm so stoked to be able to do my small part in this. And uh, you know, I hope that we're able to inspire so many others to to think not just think outside that box but just unbuild that box tear that box down <laughs> you know what i mean so yep for sure well right on dave it's been an absolute pleasure having you my thanks friend. randy all right we'll talk to you next time all right see you bye-bye Well, that wraps up this episode of Red Thread Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back in because without you, the listener, I would just be talking to myself. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode. See you next time. <laughs>